Hello and welcome back to Podcast Interference. We've not had a week off this week because we've all been uh, we've all been well, which is good. And uh, we've got some very special news to share. Jack finally won a dynasty matchup. How how does it feel? It feels good. I've I've never been happier on a on a Tuesday morning. Obviously, it all came down to the the Bills Titans Monday night matchup. And of all players, Cole Beasley brought me home. So yeah, one one of the best weeks I've had. <laughs> yeah, you were deliberating Cole Beasley or or AJ Brown, weren't you? And um, and I made the right call. Although Brown did. did all right, but Beasley got the touchdown. So I did. Yeah, I made the right call. Yeah, you got the better better score. I think you'd have won your matchup. I would have. Yeah, either way. Either way, which <laughs> I guess is a nice feeling in retrospect. Um, so yeah, there was some pretty impressive performances uh, this week, and uh, I was fortunate enough to to see one of the one of the top ten players in in action physically, which was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I was down at the uh, the Dolphins Jags game in London at the uh, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and it was looked oh, amazing. Blown. It was it was an incredible <laughs> game. Saw Trevor Lawrence's first win, which. You know, a historic moment in and of itself, and uh, I was later told it's the first rookie QB win in London as well. Oh, so, I did not um, know that. Yeah, oh, big, good. big, uh, big game to watch. So I was pretty happy with that one, and uh, yeah, it's just incredible to actually see a game live. I, I know <laughs> that you've you've said to me before the the experience is unlike what you expect, but better in many ways, and I can kind of understand that. It's just walking out into. Into the stadium for the such people. an atmosphere at Wembley as well. Yeah. All the jerseys and everyone just loves it. It's great. Well, that's it. It was it was rainbow. Uh, you know, everyone had their team's jersey on. It wasn't mm-hmm. just the teams playing, which I guess is quite a, a unique experience. Um, there there were definitely more uh, Dolphins fans than Jags fans, so I imagine they were quite upset. <laughs> oh, I mean, even as a as a spectator, obviously I watched it live at home, but like it was just such a good game to watch. Obviously, those last. The two field goals within the last three minutes. That one that the commentator called, like, oh, it's, there's no way it's going, and then it curls all the way back in. It was it was incredible. Yeah, I guess I, I didn't get the commentators, <laughs> did I? So I didn't hear that. But we were we were there for one of the Jags uh, field goals that I think it was a Jags field goal that just shouldn't have split the uprights. And and yeah, where James and I were sitting, we were kind of just to the left so we, we couldn't see whether it had gone through no. <laughs> um, because of the, the angle that we were at but we saw that it only just like made it over so we were like god if that's actually gone through that was so close it was like literally an inch off bouncing off the back off the, the bottom <laughs> bar but yeah it was incredible so I'll definitely be trying to go and see uh, see more games next year if possible oh definitely um, but yeah that's enough about me kind of uh, just gushing over actually seeing a game live <laughs> Um, I guess we should probably start with our with the top ten fancy players for the last week. Go for um, it. And yeah, I guess we'll review whether we think they'll be making an appearance next week. Because there's a few surprise editions uh, this week. Um, we'll start off with uh, the number one <laughs> player who steamrolled his way to the top this week, uh, and that's Derek Henry again. But I, is any is anyone surprised that he's in the top ten? Probably not. Definitely not. Um, it's it's getting just crazy. I mean, the last five games, over 100 yards. He's already at 10 touchdowns. 
Obviously, I know we're, you know, an extra game this year, but he's on pace for 2,200 yards, 28 touchdowns and over 400 carries, which is just, is just insane. But he's just, he just, he doesn't seem to be phased by it. Obviously, I know he's, he's a big back. He's, you know, 250 pounds, but you wouldn't think it when he was, you know, belting over 22 miles an hour on that 76 yard run. So it's just, he's no sign of slowing down. Absolutely amazing performance. And he does have some favourable matchups coming up, so I guess this is one we're going to expect to see pretty regularly. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's he's just become a regular feature, hasn't he? I think you know it'll be interesting. I think at the end of the season to review who the top sort of twelve running backs were and compare compare them to who we expected because currently Henry's number one um, <laughs> by a way as well, <laughs> by a long way. Yeah, I mean maybe if CMC had stayed uh, yeah, healthy, I think it would have been close. It would have been close, but I still think that Henry's probably now slightly got the edge on him, potentially. So, um, mm. yeah, he's just a, a beast. <laughs> he's just incredible. And uh, I think he'll be winning quite a lot of people there. Yeah, you're very happy if you week. drafted him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, number two, uh, who I was quite pleased about from a, a kind of our standard, well, regular league, um, redraft league perspective was uh, cd lamb he uh, he really pulled it out of the bag and i think that touchdown in overtime really helped seal the deal for a lot of players that had drafted him uh, a nice 37 point performance there uh so just to quickly run through this stat line which we didn't do for henry but i don't want to because it's sickening every week <laughs> uh, we've got we had a rushing attempt for two yards for lamb uh, and then he had 11 targets which is a nice target share uh, nine receptions, 149 oh. yards and two touchdowns. So it was a very good, very good game for him. Yeah, f- fantastic stuff. Um, to be fair, it was a, like for the spectator, it was an amazing game. But yeah, Lamb was like the wide receiver one throughout the day. And obviously, yeah, that, that touchdown in overtime, a lot of fantasy owners will be happy about that. Obviously, if that hadn't have happened, the big play, obviously they probably would have just kicked the field goal. So nice, like extra nine or ten odd points there on that big touchdown. So yeah, great performance. Um, we said at the start of the season that he was one of our sort of top twelve receivers, um, and I think he's, I think he's certainly surpassed Cooper, and I think Prescott loves him. So I think that's probably going to continue as well. Yeah, I agree. I think he he does seem to be kind of emerging as as maybe wide receiver one in comparison to to Cooper so it's definitely a good guy to have on your team especially from a dynasty perspective he's only gonna get better with time so absolutely fantastic player and I'm I'm really glad to see that he he played well this week I don't know that he's necessarily going to be a regular uh fixture in the perhaps not in the top 10 yeah but I think top 20 top 30 definitely he's uh he is playing very well, and I think on the year he is, yeah, he's wide receiver number nine in PPR uh, scoring. Good. So very good. You know, he's he's definitely a guy to to have on your roster if you can have him. Uh, but this week was just kind of you know beyond and above all expectations. Uh, then another player who's kind of regularly been featured in the top ten. I think probably the secret secret wide receiver number one of the year. Uh, who no one expected is is Cooper Cup, obviously, oh, who's, God, just who's just so good. keeps going so well. So that's twelve targets, nine receptions, one hundred and thirty yards, and two, two touchdowns. Two. So almost as good as uh, Lamb there, just you know, two points behind. Yeah, another phenomenal game. Obviously, I own Cup in Dynasty, so it's been a revelation for me. 
this year, despite the lack of wins. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the, the two touchdowns were amazing. He's just so, like in the slot, he's just so elusive. Um, I think even though Woods has sort of been better these last couple of weeks, I think, you know, Stafford and Cup just seem to have sort of that next level connection um, where everything that goes his way just seems to stick. So yeah, Cup Cup's going to be... I, I can't see the pace dropping off too much, so I think he's certainly going to sort of not necessarily finish first overall, but definitely in that top top five. Yeah, I agree. He's well, he's the wide receiver one on the year, so yeah. you know he's going to be featured quite a lot, and he just keeps playing well. He's obviously got great rapport with Stafford, uh, and that chemistry is exactly what you're looking for, and you kind of uh, between your quarterback and your wide receiver one. So, well, long may it last for. For everyone who has him, frustratingly for me, uh, you know, I'd rather have Robert Woods uh, maybe in that spot, but it's not happening. Um, and then we've got number four, which is another wide receiver. So, you know, quite a top-heavy week for wide receiver point scoring this week. Uh, Adam Thielen, my boy, uh, my the, the, the guy that got me into the game. Um, he had a phenomenal had a monster week. on it. So 13 targets, which is, you know, whopping in itself. Uh, 11 receptions, 126 yards and a touchdown. And then he, uh, just like Lamb, rushed once for two yards. But that is, you know, again, monster, monster game for a, for a guy who, you know, we're all expecting him to start slowing down now at 31. He's got competition in the young book that is Justin Jefferson and just yeah it doesn't seem Thielen's like it this still, year he's still sitting he's... atop the old uh depth chart really uh i know jefferson is is regarded as the wide receiver one but it's it's adam Thielen who's been mentioned more yeah and that's i think that's it although although jefferson has you know more yards on the on the year he's got 542 to to Thielen, who's just under 400 it is it's those touchdowns you know obviously five to jefferson's three um Cousins, who obviously I just berated at the beginning of the year, just is is putting in a fantastic season. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And obviously Thielen's reaping the rewards. Obviously, whenever they seem to get in the red zone, Thielen seems to be still that sort of that sort of go-to guy. Um, Again, did you see? Did you see the catch? Oh, it was ridiculous. (laughs) He he shouldn't have made it. It was it was the probability on that must have been less than a percent. It was yeah, it was crazy catch. Probably probably catch of the year so far, and and you know that's why obviously Cousins targets him down there. So yeah, another fantastic performance, and the yeah, again Thielen, whose ADP was you know was fairly low, especially in comparison to to Jefferson, is again probably going to be a league winner for a lot of people. I would I would expect if this continues. Yeah, he's he's been a great pickup for people. Um, as you say, quite quite a low ADP really. Especially given how he's proven himself over the yeah. over the years, you know he is a reliable option. Um, yeah, he's you know sitting at number four this week, so great game. And then we have probably the biggest shock in this uh, <laughs> in this list. Well, one of the big, I guess there are a few big shocks actually. But Leonard Fournette at number five, yeah, uh, great game from him. But I think again, as we said before, it's if you get your running back involved in the in the passing game, then it shoots their value up. So target six and reception six for 46 yards, yeah. which, you know, you're immediately look, looking at over 10 points there. And uh, then to bolster that, he actually does his real job, which is, <laughs> you know, to be a running back. For once. Yeah. And uh, yeah, 22 attempts, 81 yards and, and a whopping two, <laughs> two touchdowns. touchdowns. So 31 points for Fournette, which 
you know, no one could have expected it. Um, but but there he goes. He he's uh, he's obviously fitting well in that in that in that offense, and uh, he's kind of he's you know carving out a big slice of that that, that pie. Uh, backfield pie for himself. So and that's good game. and that's the biggest that's the biggest thing with this with the books um, running backs. Obviously, the reason we had the problem with him at the start of the year is because the, the the carry split was was obviously a lot more even, but. If you look at obviously the most recent week, twenty-two carries or twenty-eight total touches for Fournette, compared to Ronald Jones who had five rushes. I mean, even Tom Brady had four rushes. So it's you know, granted a few of them were yeah. knees, but you know, if if Fournette is truly the RB one, then obviously your opinion on that Bucks backfield changes just because he is he is very respectable in the passing game, like you said. That's it. The versatility is what Brady will be looking for as well. You know, we we all know how how well James White played, uh, kind of with Brady. Yeah, that was mainly because he was he was a, an option in the in the pass game. So with Fournette kind of showing mm-hmm. that reliability, you know, there were no drops. Every yeah, target Brady was trusts caught. him. It's it, it bodes well for him, really. And then we move on and to uh, who have we got next? Jonathan Taylor, oh, another, which, another big game. Yeah, yeah. Which you know we wanted these kind of games from him, so it's nice to see that he's he's giving them now. I think I was a little bit my, my faith in him was shaken a little bit to, towards the start of the season. I'm not going to lie, but uh, you know he put up a really good game this week. So that's uh, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a lot of yards. Yeah, um, ten yards a carry. <laughs> well, yeah, 14, 14 attempts, 145 yards, which I think might have been the most rushing yards this week. Um, he beat Henry by two yards, two touchdowns, uh, and then he wasn't really a huge factor in the passing game. Week, it was just, no. just two or two targets for for one catch for thirteen. But but even then, it's a thirteen yard catch, which you know very yeah. good. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was quality. Yeah, I mean the two touchdown runs were were very prominent, promising to see. Um, and obviously, you you got to take it with a pinch of salt, I guess, because the Texans are just dreadful. Um, you know, thirty-one to three is is quite a beating. Um, but hopefully Taylor can string a few of these these games together. Um, and you know, Wentz is Wentz is playing well as well. So as long as the Colts' offense is is doing something, obviously JT is going to be a, a big part of that. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Um, next up, <laughs> the guy I saw live. I actually saw this ah, happen. We go. It's uh, Jalen Waddle. <laughs> Jalen Waddle. With, uh, 29 points, so what a game. 13 targets, which, again, huge, huge number of targets there. Um, for And 10 catches for 70 yards and, most crucially, uh, two touchdowns. Um, he's the only rookie in the top 10 this week, and I think this is the highest score he's had so far, so really good showing for him. Obviously, to his return... Um, you know, having having the old mm. sort of college quarterback, uh, you know that kind of chemistry that they had before was was reignited this week, and having you know the likes of Parker out me- meant that Waddle managed to kind of rise to the wide receiver one spot uh, and was undisputedly the wide receiver one in that offense this week, and he just played incredibly well. It, it was great to watch um, and great to actually actually see <laughs> see the guy, but. <laughs> Yeah, standout performance and uh, a really good performance for a rookie as well. In in kind of strange circumstances, you know. Yeah. I think you know they're, they're in London. It's a different time zone. Um, you can expect them to not not necessarily perform too well. But but Waddle was definitely the standout for me uh, on that Miami offense at, at the very least. And 
But despite his best efforts, uh, you know the Jags Jags won their first game. I called it twenty. So yeah, it was uh, unfortunate for him to lose, but but he yeah. he definitely stood out for me. Yeah, quality performance. Um, you know, you know what? Two are obviously I know they lost, but two did look pretty good good to me. Um, coming back from injury, you know, 30, 33 completions over three hundred yards. Um, and yeah, obviously Waddle was you know ten catches. He was moving the chains. Um, seemed to be two as go-to man in in sort of crunch time moments. So yeah, you know if if the rest of the Miami receiving cause still injured, then you know Waddle's going to have a have a massive role to play, which is obviously good news for for any Waddle owners. It is indeed. And <laughs> uh, next up, uh, another regular uh, to this kind of top ten exclusive club is uh, is Mr. Josh Allen who had a great game against Tennessee, despite the fact that, that unfortunately, they lost. So he had nine uh, rushing attempts for 26 yards, um, and then he had 47 attempts. Wow. That's a, that's uh, a lot. 30, 35 completions, 353 yards, and three touchdowns. So, yeah, good day at the office for him. Uh, just a shame that, that the Bills couldn't defeat the, the Titans, especially after the Jets had done so this season. It's uh, a bit of a yeah. teeth for the Bills, I think. Yeah, I mean, it was a... I watched the sort of highlights this morning and, yeah, Alan was, was phenomenal, obviously. I'm, I'm not sure if I'd have made that, that call, you know, 20 seconds to go, fourth and one, um, obviously to go for it, whereas they could have just kicked the field goal and tied the game. I don't think that's really Alan's fault. I think that's a coaching error if it was me, but, yeah, he, he was phenomenal. Um, the three touchdowns even caught a two-point conversion as well, which is always yeah, <laughs> which is, did, yeah. that's nice to see two points there. But yeah, he, he's he's just he, he puts up these stats every single week. I know he had the dodgy week one against Pittsburgh, but um, he's just got such a big arm. You know, he didn't even do too much on the ground this week, and he's still in the top ten. So like, you know, that says everything. Yeah, I mean, he's firmly cemented as QB two. Um, this this year so far, so he's definitely someone that that everybody wants on their roster, uh, and somebody who, if you have, you know, if you have him on your roster, you're feeling pretty good about it. Uh, so the next one, number nine, is someone who's just burst onto this scene from out of absolutely nowhere, and uh, that's Donovan Peoples Jones with uh, a crazy twenty eight point game. So five, only five targets, only four receptions, but one hundred and one yards and two touchdowns. So. He made magic with the small <laughs> opportunities that he had. Yeah, and obviously, you know, one again, you've got a. He, he's not going to be in the top ten. I'd, I'd be fairly confident in predicting he won't be in the top ten again this season. In terms no, of, I agree. like, you know, one of them was a, a fifty-one yard hail mary, <laughs> which yeah. which is unlikely to happen again. But you know, if you if you started him in the flex, you that was probably one of the best decisions you'll ever make. I would have thought. Um, <laughs> but yeah, unlikely to happen again. I think. <laughs> Yeah, it it was a bit of a lightning in a bottle kind of situation, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, people bottled it and they, uh, well, that doesn't really work, does it? Because bottling <laughs> it's not doing very well, so I apologise for that analogy. But yeah, people managed to uh, get him on the teams and, and he, pay, he paid, paid off. off. Yeah. yeah, very good performance. And then the last member of the top 10 is your favourite quarterback oh, yes don't of say course it, don't say it. it's Kirk Cousins Kirk with 28 Cousins, points for God's sake. crazy amount of uh, attempts 48 33 completions 373 yards with 3 touchdowns and he also managed to uh, rush for 16 yards over 2 carries so 
Nice. Yeah. He is. Great game for Mr. Cousins. He's just been solid this year. I mean, he's yeah. he's someone who I think most people chalk down as like a maybe QB 20. Uh, and he's he's a QB 10. You know, he's he's doing really, really well. Uh, as a kind of later round pickup, uh, ridiculously low ADP. You know, you could get him in like ninth round yeah. in a lot of places. He's he's really kind of paying it forward and, and doing a really good job. I mean, he beat beat out the likes of you know Dak Prescott, yeah. uh, Jalen Hurts this yeah. week, uh, Matt Stafford. You know, those those are names that you would expect to to hear ahead of him. But you know, he he beat him. Yeah, he's making he's making me included eat my words. But he is he's just having a good solid season. He's he doesn't he's not making you know the mistakes. He's he's been very good. In, in in the clutch, obviously the last two games he's had to you know drive them down the field for the field goal, or in this case to get to get through overtime. Um, Thirteen touchdowns, two picks. He's ninth in the league in quarterback rating. You know he's just having a very good season. And to be honest, the the Vikings, obviously you'll know this. The Vikings really should be what at worst four and two, maybe even five and one. Yeah. Um. For, one, if, well, one one was just a, a kicker disaster which should never yeah. have happened it's but it's kind of nice to know that they're not losing by a lot it, yeah you know going going forward if they can keep the momentum you know his he's he has been doing well he's yeah he, he's a he's such a, a divisive quarterback i think a lot of people love him because of because of the reputation he has for not being very good um, yeah. <laughs> which means that they yeah. can kind of get him at a bargain price he's just underrated he's yeah. a bit of a Derek carr really God, yeah, both those are both two guys I don't like, but I, I think I'd, I think I'd take Cousins over Carr. So, so there's a little compliment. Well, I'll, <laughs> I'll pass it on to him. Um, <laughs> so that's our top ten. Um, I guess we should maybe mention a couple of, of a couple. notable additions. Um, I think for me, yeah, if we look at tight end of the week, that was I think that was Mike Gesicki. Yeah, he's a monster. Oh no, game. sorry, sorry, Noah Fant. Noah Fant beat out Gesicki, but both both had great games. Noah Fant with uh, nine receptions, ninety seven yards, and a touchdown, and then Gesicki with one hundred and fifteen yards. You know, he uh, he knelt down before the game, like literally five meters away from me, and I was just I was just kind of starstruck. But um, <laughs> yeah, great game from both of those those guys. Uh, it's nice to see Noah Fant playing well because a lot of people have had a lot of faith in him, and he's he's not necessarily mm, it's, he's not necessarily been the best in return. But it's games like this where it kind of it renews your faith a little bit. Yeah, nice to see him playing well, even if even if my Broncos aren't. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think my shout, both my shout outs of the week would be they'd be both rookies, Najee Harris, although he wasn't in in the top ten. Um, Another eighty-one yards on the ground and again six catches and a touchdown. So he's yeah, he's great. really come along these past few weeks. He's had a couple of twenty-point weeks now, and even though he didn't get the touchdown this week again, Jamar Chase just seems to be one of the best deep threats in the league. Ninety-seven yards and only four catches again this week, and on the season he's got five hundred and fifty yards, averaging twenty-one yards a catch. So it's just I, I couldn't be happier having drafted him. And he's yeah, he's he's just been amazing every single week. Yeah, I, I, I well, he has. It's it's been quite quite crazy how how badly he played in preseason compared to how he's playing now. It's just been such a turnaround, and yeah, it's nice to see uh, nice to see him playing as well as he is, just based on based on the way he's going. I think another player. I, I know it doesn't really bear too much 
thinking about um, necessarily from a fantasy perspective, but Trevon Diggs, he's uh, yeah, he's been playing really, really well. He's seven seven interceptions, which you know, absolutely fantastic. Okay, so I guess we we move on to week seven matchups. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a bad one for buys. Uh, this is kind of where we start getting <laughs> to the point where people start losing very crucial players from their teams. Um, we've got some we've got some big teams that are sitting out this week. So uh, yeah, the waiver wire is everybody's friend. Um, but I guess we'll start with with those teams that are playing, uh, and we begin with our first game, which is the Browns against the Broncos. Uh, yeah, I mean, as, as a Broncos fan, um, I'm I'm not looking forward to this matchup because we've just been dreadful for the last four games. Um, I think the the Browns are obviously struggling as well. They got massively beaten up by the by the Cardinals, but I, I don't think this is a bad matchup to to come into. It's a short week, I know, but you'd have to fa- fancy the Browns' chances. The only issue is is the absolute smattering of injuries yeah. they've got, yeah, <laughs> especially good. in the especially in the backfield. So I, I must admit, although I think the Browns will win this one fairly comfortably in terms of fantasy on both sides, I must admit I'm not I'm not too keen on, on anyone in this matchup, really. I think it'll be fairly low scoring. Obviously, the, the Browns are going to have to obviously start their third string running back, but the Broncos' D is very stout. So yeah, from, from a fantasy perspective, I, I don't really rate this as a matchup. You'd have to be in a desperate spot, I think, to start anyone here, really. I am in uh, regular. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've not got much of a choice. It's the old bye week situation. I mean, if you if someone's playing, then you just got to stick them in. Uh, then you got to stick them in. I mean, Cortland, you know, Cortland Sutton, no offense. I, I don't think they're bad starts. You know, can Peoples Jones finish top ten again? Probably not. But <laughs> um, like you said, if people are desperate on the bye weeks, um, you're gonna have to. Aren't you? Yeah, I'm putting my faith in old uh, Tim Patrick. So we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, next up is is a clash of the Titans. Well, a clash of a Titan. Uh, it's the Titans <laughs> and the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, this is now. I mean, as opposed to that Thursday night matchup, this is this is quite a tasty matchup. Um, you know, the Titans inconsistent. Um, yes, obviously they got beat by the Jets. Um, but again, it's another game. I think Derek Henry will, will probably go to work on this Chiefs uh, Chiefs defense. I think that's going to have to be the game plan. Um, you know, keep Mahomes off the field. I know Mahomes has been turning it over, but at the end of the day, he's still Patrick Mahomes. So I, I can see this one being fairly high scoring, um, but I think in the end I I just prefer even after the mistakes I prefer Mahomes over Tannehill, and the issue with the Titans is that their defense is is dreadful. You know Josh Allen although they lost carved them up. So I, you know Tyree Kill Kelsey mental games I, I'm expecting. Yeah, good assessment, and uh, I think it's important for for the Chiefs to start kind of showing their. Their valour, once again, it's uh, yeah, yep. it's not been the best start to the season for them, and we're kind of a pro- well, we're approaching the mid-season really. Um, you know, this it's the start of mid-season. I would say now, week seven onwards, so they need to start proving themselves, and and I guess this is a good opponent to do that against. You know, Derek Henry is kind of is the offense for for the Titans in a lot of cases. <laughs> so if they can kind of 
shut, shut that, that shut him down. You know, if they can get an early lead and and kind of keep Henry out of the game, then uh, that's I think it. the game is theirs. So, yeah, favoring the Chiefs. Hopefully, Mahomes does well. Obviously, you want to be starting Hill, Kelsey, all the kind of top names. Uh, but even with that, I think Derek Henry's still going to have a good game. Um, how can he not? Hundred <laughs> percent. And next up, we've got the Packers and Washington. Yeah, um, I mean the the Packers have been the Packers have been very good. Um, you know, like Rogers isn't putting up crazy numbers, um, but he's he's just been very solid. He, he's not really turning it over. Um, not throwing for a massive amount of yards. But luckily, most of it is going to Devante Adams, who obviously is a must-start every single week. Yeah. Um, Aaron Jones, again, he's been fantastic. Um, got in the end zone again last week. And even even AJ Dillon, you know, if you're desperate for a flex, Dillon's been seeing a lot more action recently. Um, you know, 11 carries last week. Um, so he's he's certainly worth a punt if you, if you haven't already got him off the waiver wire. On the flip side... The, the Redskins are are in a bit of a tough spot. Obviously, their their defense is is good, um, but the, but the offense just isn't there. That you know they forced three Chiefs turnovers last week, but the, you know they could only score thirteen points. So yeah, I do heavily favor the Packers in this one. Yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers has just hit his stride, hasn't he? Um, he has. You know, that that kind of horrendous week one is a distant memory now, and yeah, he's he's more than proven himself capable. So. It's going to be a good game for the Packers, I think. And next up, the oh, quite a, quite a good one here: Ravens and Bengals. Yeah, and you know, I mean, I wouldn't just, at the start of the year if you just said the Ravens are five and one, but the Bengals are four and two. I'd, I'd have just said flat out no. But you know, this this is actually a pretty tasty divisional matchup. Um, I, I must admit, even though the Bengals are vastly vastly improved, and I do like Burrow, Chase, my boy Mixon, um, showed up last week. Um, but I, I think the Ravens' defense, as they proved against you know the fantastic Justin Herbert holding him down to, to you know the offense down to six points. Um, I, I must admit I do worry a little bit for the for the Bengals in this one. I can see Lamar Jackson have a, having a pedestrian game, but the but the run game and that Ravens' defense doing the talking again this week. Yeah, good assessment. Um, hopefully Mixon plays well for, for my yeah, dynasty's sake he's, that, he's the only working running back that I have available so um, with a bit of luck he'll do well but yeah that, that Ravens defence is just it's, it's clicking um, and as you say they're kind of holding teams back to, to very small uh, score lines when you'd expect it to be much larger so it's going to be a big yeah. challenge for, for what is really quite a young Bengals offence um, you know the the key names are all sort of sub twenty five, so it's, yep. it's it is a it is a very youthful team, and uh, yeah, this is really going to be a big test for them. So I think if they come out on top, it's going to be great for them, but it's an unlikely outcome. Um, next up, one that I'm not too excited about is, is the <laughs> uh, is the Giants and the Panthers. Oh God, I mean, you yeah, like the quarterbacks that are in this matchup, Donald and Jones. I mean, you know, Darnold was dreadful against the Vikings. I, I know he wasn't helped with the drops. Um, he, he did have a lot of drops from, you know, Robbie Anderson and whatnot. But he was he was 17 of 41, which, you know, he didn't have 24 drops. So he was dreadful. Jones had three picks. 
obviously with Barkley going down that the offense for the for the Giants really struggled against the Rams um I, I'm not really excited to start anyone in in this matchup I, I think it'll be a pretty rough matchup for fantasy and I think I think maybe the Panthers will will edge this one just because I prefer Donald slightly over Jones yeah I think I, I favor the, the Panthers defense as well over over the Giants yeah they, they started the season really well they've not necessarily I think after Zeke actually broke them a little bit they've not been quite as good they've as they were the but, yeah um but they've still been still been a decent uh defense to have so yeah it's just the Giants are a bit of a mess at the minute plagued by injuries and yeah Daniel Jones is kind of yeah faith faith in him is, is being lost at a <laughs> rapid rate yeah. I don't I don't rate him I, I think he's he's got to be done after this season it's it's time to admit it was a dreadful pick and move on <laughs> brutal <laughs> but very true um and then we have kind of a you could call it a lackluster matchup in the in the Dolphins and the Falcons uh, I'm not entirely sure who I think is going to win this one yeah, I'm, I must admit I've been a little bit more impressed with the Falcons recently. Um, I think I'd if I was if I was betting on this game, I think I'd probably take the Falcons. If Ridley's if Ridley's um, back, I think that's a safer bet. I think with him being still kind of questionable, no one really knows what's happened. Um, you know, he hasn't been playing due to personal um, yeah. personal reasons. Uh, you know, we we can't guarantee he's back this week, and I think without him, they do. They do lack that that kind of stopping power. Yes, yeah. they 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 don't have they don't have much. But obviously, I mean one one thing they do have, and who's just been absolutely amazing for the last few weeks, is out of nowhere is called Daryl Patterson. Very true. So I think if I think if Ridley doesn't start, I, you know, expect another big day from Patterson. Um, unfortunately, Mike Davis has been a bit of a non-factor since well the start of the season, to be honest. Um, so I think with Patterson taking most of the carries as well as the receptions. If Ridley is out, Patterson's a must-start. Um, Kyle Pitts also played, had his best game of the season against the Jets in Ridley's absence. Um, so, yeah, again, a, a must-start. You know, Trevor Lawrence actually had a pretty good day against this Dolphins defence in terms of yards. So, um, yeah, I think the Falcons will probably edge this. Um, but, yeah, again, it's not one I'm too too excited about. Yeah, safe, safe assessment there. Uh, and another one that's um, oh, my God, this one is. Here we this go. one's going to be exciting. Uh, Patriots <laughs> against the Jets. Um, yeah, I mean, I think this is this is certainly a week to start the Patriots. D. Is, is, <laughs> Do you think so? Is 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 is, is what I would say. Um, they had they had nineteen points <laughs> when they pl- when they played the Jets last um, with with four sacks and four interceptions. Wow. So um, although Zach Wilson is cer- don't get me wrong, these last couple of weeks he's been he's been certainly improved. Um, but again, I, I can't see that Bill Belichick defense getting burned again by a rookie quarterback. I know. Um, obviously, David Mills lit them up for 300 yards. There's no way that's happening again. I think the Patriots, although it won't be a flashy fantasy game for the likes of you know Jones and and his trio of, of receivers and tight ends, I think the Patriots win. But I think I wouldn't be shocked if the highest Patriots score is the defense. I'll put it that way. Jeez. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. Um, I mean, <laughs> to be honest, 
The Patriots surprised me uh, this week because they nearly beat the oh, Cowboys. Yeah. Such a good, such a good performance um, against the Cowboys. That's it's like if you're a Patriots fan and a Mac Jones fan, it's it's very inc- encouraging. I think outside of the Patriots defense, Damian Harris is probably a decent start. He went over a hundred again against the Cowboys, so I think that's probably a decent option. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, and then after those guys, we're looking at the Raiders and the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, I, as a Broncos fan, I hate the Raiders. Um, obviously, they they beat us last week. Obviously, they're in a bit of turmoil with the whole nightmare that is the Gruden situation. Um, me and you both very, very high, as we've spoken about Jalen Hurts. He's, he's been fantastic for fantasy, even if they've not been winning games. He's, he's getting in the end zone. Um, I actually like the Eagles in this one. Um, I, think, I think Hurts has a big day. Um, and I think whereas they had a decent performance against the Broncos, I think the I think the Raiders regress a little bit, and I think Hurts has a big day, and he's one of my top I'd, I'd say top five quarterbacks of the week certainly. Yeah, I'm really hoping for a big game from Hurts to be honest. Um, I think he's he's done well um, fantasy wise. I think he he has struggled a little bit against the sort of tougher defenses. So I'm hoping that maybe with, against the Raiders, he, he has a bit of a chance to, to shine and and improve his worth. Um, you know, I, I, it's interesting with Hurts because you kind of sit mm. and for the first three quarters, he doesn't necessarily get as many points as you'd like, like but as soon as it's something. fourth quarter, <laughs> he just suddenly pulls it out of the bag. But, you know, if he can bottle that fourth quarter energy that he seems He's... to have and spread it out across the first yeah. three, you know, he'd be, he'd be incredible. It's I've... a confidence it's thing, just... maybe. Yeah, it, it's it's a weird one. I mean, the, the benefit is he hasn't dropped under 20 points all season. Which is crazy. Um, which is, is is crazy, obviously. He's had a couple of bad passing performances, um, but in those bad passing performances, he's rushed for two touchdowns. So it's like, uh, yeah, I think he'll have another good day. But then if he does pass well as well, it, you know, you could be looking at close to 30 points, hopefully. Yeah. Oh, that would be lovely. Uh, let's hope. <laughs> uh, the next one is... Is a... Is a oof. It's a massacre, this one. Yeah. Yeah, this is <laughs> probably going to be, what, 41-3 or something? It's the Rams against the Lions. Yeah. You, 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 you hear every now and then this is like a trap game. Um against an own six team this is not one of those circumstances <laughs> uh, <laughs> the i mean i do feel for the lines i mean obviously where dan campbell was in tears i was just like oh god i really do want them to get a win but they've they've missed their chances frankly um, yeah. the rams look dominant on offense Jared Goff staring down, you know, Aaron Donald and that Rams defense. I'm not convinced he's going to have a good game. So start everyone on your Rams, your Hendersons, your Cups, your Woods, your Higbees, Stafford, Rams defense. That yeah, like like you said, you joke, but I can see this one being, you know, Rams by certainly 17, 20 points plus that type of thing. Yeah, I mean the Rams know Goff that that defense yeah, has played exactly. against Goff. And Sean McVay is a, a genius. Yeah, let's be fair. So, <laughs> well, that's it. They they know Goff's weaknesses more than anyone, really. You know, of all the teams, Goff has played for them the longest. So, yeah, it, yeah, they have the cheat sheet, and I don't know that Goff has has the answer. Um, no, he does not. I'll tell you that. Especially with the weapons at his disposal, it's yeah, it's going to be a route. Um, I'm 
kind of I kind of don't want to watch it because I just think it's, it's going to be painful, <laughs> isn't it? It's it's just literally going to be a, a massacre. Um, I hope to God that next week we we well I don't hope to God because I've got too much faith in Rams players. But it would be great if next week the the Lions actually beat the Rams and we were just kind of gobsmacked over it but i just feel like the percentage <laughs> if, if we put that through the the aws sort of next gen stats <laughs> i'm sure it's like a 99 percent chance that the rams are gonna absolutely trounce the lions so um yeah <laughs> poor lions not a good week for them guys um and then the next one is another one that i can see definitely being in one team's favor over the other and that's the, the buccaneers against the bears <laughs> Uh, yeah, com- completely right. And I-, I know the Bears' defense isn't, you know, it's not that bad. Um, they they they're actually pretty good. But but the issue is obviously that they're acclimatizing Justin Fields. Although I've been not not impressed. He's he's just been decent, hasn't he? Um, yeah. But there's no way he's going to be able to keep up with Brady in that Tampa Bay offense. As good as the Bears' defense is, um, yeah, I, I just don't think it matters in this one. I'm not really going to be starting any Bears players. Um, I know the rookie Herbert had quite a good game in the backfield, um, but obviously the Bucks D's no no slouch. So yeah, I'm, I'm starting pretty much everyone on the Buccaneers. I, I can't see this going anywhere else, but a, a Buccaneers fairly comfortable win, unfortunately. Yeah, I I think that's the assessment, the take that we're all you know going with as yeah. well. To be fair. Um, and then we've got the Cardinals against the Texans, which should be an easy win for the Cardinals. <laughs> There's a lot of one-sided ones yeah. this week. I might, I might put an accumulator on this week, <laughs> to be fair. Um, yeah, um, I mean, we do. I don't know if you've seen it, but on NFL's website, there's like that survivor thing where you pick a winner, but you can't pick the same yeah. team every like more than once. And it's see, the the, the um, strategy is just pick whoever is playing the Texans. <laughs> Honestly, I've done that the last three weeks. It's It's been golden. Um, yeah, the Cardinals are undefeated. Um, they've looked good offense, defense. You know, Murray's in the MVP conversation. Um, the, the Texans only scored three points against the Colts. And they conceded 31, so, I mean, yeah, I, this could be a mental score. If the Cardinals want it to be, it could be one of those ones where they get to the third quarter, they're up by two touchdowns, and they just rest everyone. <laughs> um, but, yeah, certainly, yeah, Cardinals win. You start in Murray, you start in Hopkins. In that backfield, it's annoying. They keep splitting carries with, with Edmonds and Connor, but, yeah, you, you'd, you'd probably start both of them in the flex, certainly. And you're probably not starting anyone on the Texans bar Brandon Cooks, I would say. Yeah, safe assessment again. Um, and then next up, we've got 49ers against the Colts. See, this, this is a... I must admit, this is an interesting one because I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards the Colts in this one. Okay. Um, I, I like... and Again, I know the 49ers' defence isn't, isn't too bad, but I, I like the way Wentz has been playing these these last couple of weeks. I think I think the Colts will get Taylor going early, um, and it, I think Wentz, if he if he don't make any mistakes, um, which he didn't last week, I, I, yeah, I can see the Colts edging this one in a close one. Um, the, the the only issue with the Colts is obviously you don't know who to start if you from a fantasy perspective at, at wide receiver. Obviously Hilton came back and then went down with an injury, but although I think the Colts will win, I think you're probably really only starting Jonathan Taylor if unless you're desperate. Yeah, I think I'm a bit scared for uh, for old Debo Samuel. To be honest, I'm playing against him in one of my leagues, and I'm kind of 
ravaged by buys and, and knowing that you know he he has it in his locker to, to pull out some he does. fantastic uh, some fantastic plays it just it, it does make me uneasy um, I do think the 49ers are a bit of a mess offensively in a sense that they just don't know who to play do they who who's in charge it's like they just kind of throw players in yeah, and the, it's, there's there's no kind of figurehead it's just like just choose someone and stick with them um, well, yeah, that's it. The quarterbacks a mess. The running backs are a mess. George Kittle's been what is what is it? He's like the tight end nineteen or twenty, I think. It might even be worse after this week. Um, but yeah, the only standout is Debo. Really, everyone else has been utterly dreadful. And I need Debo to be utterly dreadful this week, please. Let's just say that then everyone will be dreadful. The Colts will get yeah, the win. Yeah, <laughs> would. And, and then finally, we've got the Seahawks. Um, again, another team that's in a bit of in, in turmoil, really, against the Saints, which, again, another team that seems, seems well, both teams without a figurehead, I would say. Um, I know the Saints have Kamara, who kind of is a big star, and, and obviously the, the Seahawks still have their kind of wide receiver duo, but both teams lack, at least for this week, uh, a kind of a quarterback to rally behind. Um, yeah, I'm, I must admit, obviously, I, I do feel for, for Seahawks fans. Obviously, Wilson's, you know, one of the best in the game. G- Geno Smith, if, if everyone's seen the highlights, he, he didn't play badly against the Steelers. Um, you know, I started the Steelers D in a few leagues, and although they did get me a lot of points, he, he didn't make that many errors. He didn't, you know, he had the fumble late, but I thought he was pretty solid. Um, I think the issue is, whereas I think the Seahawks are probably going to peak around 20 points like they did the other week, I think realistically against the Seahawks' defence, which is dreadful, um, even Winston and just Kamara, I think, could could quite easily outscore them. So I think I think Kamara has a very good game. I think he probably goes you know over 25 points, I think. And I think Winston does his, his usual thing of... Throwing a couple of touchdowns, he'll probably throw a couple of picks as well. But I think I think the Saints probably get the win here. Yeah, I agree. And that uh, that kind of concludes week seven. So yeah, there's a few. Well, should we should we go through the teams that have got buys? I guess it's kind of fairly pertinent to mention them. Uh, probably the biggest team that that you know we, we're losing out on seeing this week is uh, the the Buffalo Bills. Um, yeah, that's a you know kind of a huge loss um, to a lot of people. Having Josh Allen as your starting quarterback, it's a big hit to lose him. <laughs> Stefan Diggs, obviously fantastic wide receiver. Um, it's a uh, yeah, it's not a, not a good week for for anyone who has those players handy. Um, another one, oh, the Cowboys. Cowboys, a lot of offensive weapons there. Yeah, um, a lot. Dak, Zeke, Pollard's been amazing. Cooper's no slouch, CD, Lamb, you know, the tight ends have been getting in the action as well. Um, so, yeah, that, yeah, that's a massive loss for a lot of people. Yeah, it's, I guess they're the two, two, two biggies, aren't they? It's, it, it's, it's tricky. It's tricky to kind of recover from that. I mean, the waiver wire is obviously there for you to kind of get some pickups, but you can't replace <laughs> the likes of Josh Allen <laughs> or, no. or Dak Prescott, <laughs> no. can you? Um, who else have we got? Uh, the Jaguars. I don't suppose there are many Meh. people that <laughs> that are missing any Jags players this week. Um, I've got a soft spot for Lavisca. I'm going to miss Robinson. I'm going to miss Robinson. He's been very good these last three weeks. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. But that is all. <laughs> no one else. Yeah. Not not no one else. Not Trevor. <laughs> 
Um, and who's the Vikings? Vikings, yeah. Vikings, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah. We've, we've talked about um, Cousins. He's been very good. Thielen, Jefferson, you know, Cook. Um, some big offensive losses there. Um, so, yeah, well, yeah, they're, they're only three and three, but a lot of fantasy options in that team. Yeah, and as we say, kind of, it's, it's the consistency as well. With with cousins and Thielen, uh, a lot of people are kind of mm-hmm. they're using those as, as almost kind of a, a a high floor to make sure that their teams are performing yeah. well, uh, and they they do lose that. And we also are missing the Steelers as well. And you know, Najee Harris uh, not been present is, yeah, is going to uh, be a that's shafting me. Yeah, it's not a good one. Really Deontay is. Johnson as well. <laughs> He's uh, you know with the with Smith Schuster out, I guess we can kind of be expecting that that the likes of Deontay Johnson. Uh, Chase Claypool are going to get more targets and a G Harris obviously mm-hmm. as well so y- you are losing those players with, with more upside now uh, than they previously had so yeah the the big teams that are on buys this week um, and the did we mention and the Chargers as the well. Chargers too sorry I forgot the Chargers yeah uh, again Herbert Williams Eckler yeah. Keenan Allen if he ever if he ever has a good week again <laughs> who knows not that I'm bitter or anything maybe, maybe you won't <laughs> poor old Keenan um yeah, so that's it's it's a very tough it's a very tough week, uh, and it's it's going to be a it's going to be a massive headache for managers I think because I I can't imagine that there are many teams that are completely unaffected just because each of these teams has well I suppose with the exception of the Jaguars uh, has at least two yeah. very high quality options and it's- available. And it's what I was going to say. It's worth noting. This is this is obviously an outstanding week. There isn't a week again where we have where we have six teams on by. Um, obviously, you were ideally. Obviously, you were aware of this before the season. You didn't draft just the Bills and Cowboys, but um, <laughs> but yeah. Obviously, after after this, it's back down to your two two and four um, teams on buys. Yeah. So less of a less of a hit. So I think. I guess the th- the thing to take from that is you might be looking at your team and thinking you know I've lost I've lost a lot of good guys this week. Chances are your opponent is probably in the same position, so mm. we're all at the same disadvantage. Um, it's just if you have any teams where you're going for stacks, you know, like me for instance, I do kind of have the the running back wide receiver stack for the for the Cowboys. So losing mm. Zeke and losing uh, CD Lamb at the same time is quite a big hit because that's kind of my wide receiver. Yeah. Well, I guess interchangeably with Ridley wide receiver one and uh, running back one both gone, which which is a huge huge loss. So anyone yeah. who does go for stacks, you kind of you almost have to take this as a guaranteed loss in a way. But that does then mean that your stack is available for the rest yeah. of the season. So, rest of the season. Yeah, it, you know you can't win them all. Well, some people can, uh, but <laughs> but most of us can't win them all. Um, okay, so I guess we we were at that point in the show where we we turn our attentions to the the, the last week in Dynasty, uh, and we have a look at the the matchups and the scores, and we celebrate Jack's first win of the season. Yes, um, let's discuss. Let's should we discuss start with that? that? So, Jack, you won this week. Uh, how does it feel? It feels good. Um, a little bit bitter. I do genuinely think I should be. You know, three and two at worst. I've had two horrendously tight losses. Um, but yeah, so you know, a lot of guys showed up for me. You know, Stafford we mentioned, Cooper Cup, um, Cole Beasley. Uh, not a huge fan, but he he did the business for me. And James Robinson, you know, twenty points as well. So I had some big performers. It was close, um, but obviously outside of 
you know, outside of Prescott, Harris, who got, you know, 24 and 26 respectively. James did have a few letdowns. You know, McLaurin only had six points, which isn't great for him. Marquise Brown only had a f- six again. Um, two from the kicker. So it was, yeah, it was close matchup, but I was never worried. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no, it isn't. It isn't. As you know, I was just spamming the group chat just with, what do I do? Was it Brown? Was it Beasley? Oh. Luckily, like we said earlier, no matter what, I would have won. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think uh, you did well. You, you know, it was, a, it was a decent win in the end. You had quite a nice, nice number of points there. Um, I think James was... As as you say, he was unlucky. He had a few miss hits. Um, some guys didn't play as well as they should have. But overall, I think your team was just the most consistent. And Cooper Cup, I think, with his outstanding performance, yeah. definitely just kind of he just put your nose in front at the end of the day, which which is what you needed. That's it. Um, what we got next? Uh, we'll go for me, shall we? Um, go for it. So I managed to to achieve the the number one score this week. Sadly for Kieran. Who was my opponent? He achieved the number two score. Um, <laughs> had he played anyone else, he would have won. Um, I think this has happened before when someone else came yeah. up against me. So I've just been lucky to get a few high-scoring games because uh, it seems that I'm I'm playing everyone on their best week. Um, but luckily, I'm playing good weeks too. Um, I Pat Mahomes, okay. Kyler Murray, okay. I think Joe Mixon's performance was really good. I, I was very worried about him uh, to begin with. Um, just because I was kind of just glancing at my phone because I was in London at the time and I was like, oh, I hope he does well. And he he, he did he end up pulling it out of the bag. <laughs> but the guy who really let me down was Austin Eckler. That was not a great performance from him. Yeah, quiet one for Eckler, only 9.5. Yeah, yeah. which is unusual. Um, Kieran had a pretty good performance from Jacobs. Um, Brandon Cooks as well. He was he was really good. He's He's been a bit of a standout player, actually, especially for yes. you know the Texans. I think... He's had a couple of well, quiet he was weeks. Sixteen, yeah. Week yeah. five and week four were fairly quiet for him. He didn't get over ten points, but the rest of the games he's been just shy of twenty or over. So, yeah, he's been doing well. Good. And then, as I was celebrating oh. Lamb's performance in in uh, my regular league, I was kind of <laughs> cursing was, it, was cursing <laughs> it in dynasty because Kieran's got Lamb and, and Lamb. Yeah, he played really really well. But I guess Stefan Diggs kind of cut into that. A little bit to help help me out, and then Jalen Waddle. I think he was the highest scoring player on my team, and I couldn't be happier. Especially since I was, you know, watching him live. It, you know, it just felt it felt right. It was almost like kind of fate and yeah. fate had intervened, and you know, you are going to watch a game, and the player on your dynasty team that's going to do the best is the player that you're watching, and that was just, yeah, <laughs> really fitting for me. I was really happy. Hurts again, as you said, he's kind of not dropped below twenty points all season. So fantastic to have him. But he was beaten out by his opposition in Kirk Cousins. Um, oh, so yeah, me and Kieran were pretty close. I just I just kind of nudged in front, really. I think my running back situation was slightly better than his. Um and obviously yeah. my it was ultimately the tight ends as well. Travis Kelsey absolutely smashed uh Hooper's score out of the park. So um <laughs> yeah. it, it it definitely helped. But no, I feel bad for Kieran. Uh, you know, he's he's obviously uh Despite the injuries to his team, he's still managing to to have players pull out absolutely worldies, um, and I think the two and four scoreline is is quite unflattering for him, really, especially after his performance this week. He should have won. He was just unlucky not to. Um, next up, I guess we'll move on to to Elliot and Sam. I don't know if you want to 
give yeah, a lowdown yeah. on this one. Yeah, so obviously Elliot moves to, to moves to five and one. Um, Sam drops to to one and five and drops to the tenth spot um, with a score of one seventy four to one thirty eight. Um, obviously, Elliot. We know Elliot's team. If you if you do listen, you know Derek Henry speaks for himself. Nearly thirty eight points. Another solid performance from Cook. Hopkins gets in the end zone twice. We mentioned Noah Fant with twenty four points. Um, Aaron Rodgers twenty three. Fairly pedestrian week for him, but a lot of players hit for hit for Elliot. Whereas Sam was was unlucky. Lamar Jackson, although they trounce the Chargers, somehow only ends up with eleven points. Um, and it's you've got to feel for Sam because he did get some good performance for, from some unlikely heroes. Obviously, Kenyon Drake got twenty-one points, which is mental. Yeah, <laughs> twenty-four points from Daryl Henderson, nineteen from AJ Green. But then, obviously, players like Mike Williams let him down. Devonta Smith did very little. Lawrence got the win, but his score was low. So, yeah, I think in the end, Elliot's team just just too powerful, and Sam did have his his, his key players miss, unfortunately. Yeah, it's uh, it was a big shame for him. Um, I guess, I guess he's kind of. Well, we all struggle against against Elliot's team. It, it is a very good team, but I think just Derek Henry is the is the biggest problem there. <laughs> it's so he's, annoying, you know. His shoulders must hurt to be fair, because you know he's carried he's carried them through to some <laughs> good wins. You know, Elliot is five and one, um, and I did lose to him, but I only lost to him because Henry had such a good game. So it's just so frustrating that that he's chosen this year to to break out once again. But yeah. Um, it's it's uh, it's a it's a great it's a great team um, and Sam the odds were always against him um, but he yeah. put, he put up a good fight uh, and next up we've got uh, Lewis and Alex and Lewis pulls off a win against Alex uh, Alex was unlucky he had um, he had some real misfires so Javante Williams uh, just shy of ten and. <sighs> This is the sad one for him, really. Antonio Gibson, three point <laughs> four. Oof, oh, very bad. Even De- even Devon Adams, yeah, less than thirteen. It's uh, you know the the players you're expecting to bring out the big guns just left the big guns at home. Um, he had Antonio Brown who pulled off a great performance, and uh, Mark Andrews has been playing well this season as well. Um, mm. He he put his faith in. Uh, <laughs> Put his faith in old uh, Dawson Knox, um, and he wasn't quite repaid. Yeah. <laughs> um, Higgins as well, Cincinnati Higgins, seven point four, not, not amazing. Ben Roethlisberger less than ten. So yeah, Alex had some had some real misfires. Whereas I guess Lewis, when he looked to people to pull off big games, they yeah. they did in the right places. Wentz had a respectable game. He you know he did as expected. Hubbard, um, you know, he, he was an all right fill-in for McCaffrey. Nowhere near as good, but, you know, still over 10 points, which is great. Taylor, as we mentioned, you know, he was in the top 10 this week. He, he really mm. helped out. Uh, and then you've got Moore and Cooper, who weren't amazing. Conklin. God, Lewis's tight end situation is pretty dire. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, 10 points. Not too bad. Sanders, 14. Not too bad. And then Tyler Boyd. Oof, 1.7. Pretty low, and uh, Fields as well has been struggling. Um, but his kicker Prato, fifteen points, 15, very good in geez. Dallas. The Dallas defense with, uh, as I mentioned earlier, Trevon Diggs, uh, absolutely phenomenal player with his with his seven interceptions. Um, 
you know, crazy. really, really good there. Um, just a just before we move on, um, firstly, Wentz got exactly eighteen point zero two, which was his projected, which rarely ever happens. Oh wow, yeah, crazy. Uh, and secondly, if you remember, Alex did say he was going to start four tight ends, which he didn't. And if he had of, he would have won comfortably. Is that true? Yes, he had Ricky Seals Jones on the bench with fifteen point eight, and Mike, Mike Gesicki with twenty point five. Just if Alex is listening, which I know he does, then just I thought I'd bring that up. Yeah, you got to put your money where your mouth is, my friend. It, it pays you in the end. Jeez, that's a ooh, that's interesting little stat there. Um, and finally, we we come on to uh, to Tom against uh, Rohan. Uh, Tom won uh, by a margin of thirty points, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it it was a fairly comfortable win in the end. Let's, well, I'll let you di- dissect this one. Yeah, yeah, I've got it. I'll go for it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Rowan, again, you know, Tom's team's pretty, pretty high power. He had Josh Allen with, with nearly 30, Aaron Jones with 21, Zeke with 19, Tyreek Hill with 22. And then, obviously, you know, the big one we talked about was, was Leonard Fournette with 30, which was actually his highest scoring player. So that was... That was obviously one of the ones that did it. Um, Rohan, he, he's been a bit unlucky with the Russell Wilson injury because obviously he's, he does rely heavily on his wide receivers, as we've said before. Um, Metcalf and Lockett combined only got 15 points, which is just, you, you're always going to be in a tough spot if that's the case. Yeah, uh, and Rohan is, is struggling as well on the old quarterback front to get in that. <laughs> we, we say every week in the Superflex spot, but uh, there's nobody that I would put in the Superflex spot. <laughs> Really, no, at the minute, uh, to kind of to kind of rescue that, so definitely kind of a position that he he should look to invest in. I think if not this season, then then in the draft. Hundred um, yeah, percent. But yeah, it was it was he was unlucky. I think if if he'd had uh, Wilson playing for the Seahawks, it might have been a different story because we've all seen a sort of Metcalf and Lockett oh, just kind of tear off. it tear it up, and I think yeah. both of them had kind of had twenty five points each which isn't beyond all realms of, of possibility then no. it would have been a much closer game between the two of them um, so yes yeah, it was a tough one for, for Rowan this week uh, and and yeah Tom Tom did well to win um, looking forward to next week uh, it's it's me against Tom um, so Tom is five and one Elliot's five and one I am third at uh, four and two so I could really do with the win but I'm a little concerned because I think Devontae Parker is going to be out again and I have no depth. <laughs> so many injuries. No depth. So just to kind of go through just to go through my injuries. Let's let's have a look. Let's make my, let's make me feel even better than I feel already. Um we'll start off softly. So Ryan Fitzpatrick, not a huge loss. I probably wouldn't be playing him anyway. Michael Gallup, he's an absolute fantastic guy to have on a bye week. Because uh, he's just that boom or bust option that can just kind of win you a week, so it's kind of sad that he's out. Gus Edwards was my backup to uh, J.K. Dobbins, who is also on my injured oh, reserve. God. Lost both of them, <laughs> and David Montgomery is also out. So my, I was heading into this season with four, basically RB two quality or higher running backs, yeah. and I'm now down to a single running back that I can play. Um, properly, who is oh, who is sake. Joe Mixon, and my backup is Giovanni Bernard. <laughs> um, so not a good week for me on the running back front. 
uh, wide receivers, I'm playing two doubles. I've got Devontae Parker if he does play, which I don't think he will, and Jalen Waddle. Uh, and then they're supplemented by Robert Woods and Van Jefferson. Uh, the, the latter two, have, neither of which is the wide receiver one on the on the team. Um, Jalen Hurts and Pat Mahomes obviously starts. So I'm in a good situation there. Travis Kelsey can't go can't go wrong with him in tight end spot. Uh, Tucker as well. I love love the guy. And then I'm playing the New England defense against uh, the New York Jets, oh, which God. should hopefully bolster my. Uh, my ability, but yeah, I'm really struggling this week. Um, I, I'm just as a side, obviously. I mean, looking at the matchup, you are decent in a, in a decent spot. I know, you, like, not for injuries, but obviously, luckily, Tom is on by with Buffalo, with Dallas, and with the Chargers. So, Alan, Herbert, and Elliot are out, which is, you know, that's that's pretty massive. Yeah, to- yeah, Tom is also. I think the buys hurt Tom more than injuries do. I think injuries for yeah. me are the kind of the problem but as you say he loses Allen and Herbert which uh, I would have once said they're the best quarterback duo in the league I do think that having Hurts and Mahomes means that that's a little more cloudy than it used to be Um, but Mm, I I think Tom does edge edge ahead slightly with with Allen and Herbert Um, which yeah, huge losses. Ezekiel Elliott, who is his, uh, you know, RB one, he is also out, so that is quite a big loss for Tom too. So, yeah, he's he's not in he's not in a fantastic position, but I do just he does have two starting running backs <laughs> um, to, yes. to, to my <laughs> one, true. which uh, and and both of them are slated to do better than Mixon is uh, against that quite stout uh, Baltimore defense. So. I, I do predict that Tom is probably going to win this one, which uh, which mm-hmm. pains me to say. It would be great to win. Uh, it just kind of level the playing field a little bit, especially because I guess me, me, Tom, and Elliot at least at this point in the season are the three guys kind of clamoring over the um, that that first playoff bye week. Um, and, and yeah, it just means that Tom is going to be kind of he gets the double, I guess, if he beats me. So. Um, so yeah, I could I could big. really do with with the win, but I, I don't know if the Chiefs if the Chiefs really play well, and most of the kind of targets and touchdowns go to Kelsey over Hill. I think I've got a good chance, but mm. it's all going to come down to it to to the day. Really, I can't I can't guarantee that that's going to happen. And you know if Hill if Hill pops off, then I think it's all over. Um, Lewis is playing Sam. Uh, again, I think they're both hit by some some buys. Uh, looking at their their lineups, they've not. It's a low yet... scoring one, isn't it? Yeah, they've not yet adjusted their lineups. I think Trevor Lawrence is still in there. Mike Williams is still in there for for Sam. Uh, Lewis has still got uh, Tyler Conklin in there as well. But I mean, who's he going to replace him with? <laughs> uh... <laughs> I did trade him Robert Tonyan to be fair. Oh, he's got Tonyan and Engram. Actually, I'm being overly harsh, Lewis. I apologise. Um... I've always had a soft spot for Engram, but he's not been—he's not the trailblazer he used to be. And Ton- Tonyan is hit and miss as well. But oh, he's crap. Yeah, yeah, he's—he's he's got someone to put in there, so that's good for him. I think Lewis. Yeah, yeah Lewis is probably going to win, uh, based on just kind of. Yeah, I think obviously. I mean, you know, if Lamar goes off, I think Sam could edge it. But I think if if it just goes to par, obviously, I think Lewis probably yeah, Lewis probably takes. It. Yeah, actually, on reflection, I don't know. I think Sam's got a good chance this week, to be honest. 
And Daryl Daryl Henderson, favourable matchup against the Lions as well. So he's he's got a couple of good matchups as Sam. So it could be a close one. Yeah, Drake Philly Philly, Philly defense hasn't been phenomenal. He's got mm-hmm. you know AJ Green against Houston, so I can see Kyler yeah. Murray spreading the ball out. That's a touchdown. Actually, yeah. On reflection, uh, maybe maybe Sam's actually kind of in a in a position to to sneak in here. So yeah, with a bit of luck, that'll that'll go his way. Uh, next up is yourself and Alex, if you want to break Ooh. that one down. I will. So, um, I mean, I think I've been projected to win every week, bar one, I think. So, I'm, I mean, I'm just going to stick with my predictions. I think I'll win this one. Um, I know I'm one and five, but I think looking down the matchups, um, I, I do have some favourable ones. You know, I've got Stafford and Cooper Cup versus Detroit. So, if they go off, that's hopefully 50 points between them. Um, Alvin Kamara versus the Seahawks, another very good matchup. Um, Cordaro Patterson, like we said, if Ridley's out, I think he can pop off. And then, you know, Jamar Chase, if the Bengals' offense does anything, I think it's probably going through him. Um, AJ Brown, um, although I didn't start him last week, he did have seven catches, which sort of made me feel a bit better about starting him this week. Um, and then on the flip side of the ball, you know, Alex, you know, Burrow and two are both starting. Not my favourite quarterbacks, especially in terms of fantasy, um, although I do like them both. Um, I'm always wary of Devante Adams, but I think on the whole, um, just because my matchups are a little bit more favourable, I, I should just edge this one, I would say, if you agree. Yeah, I think I agree with you there. Um, it, it does lean in your favour. And uh, yeah, it would be it would be good, I guess, uh, from my point of view, for you to beat Alex because it just it there just, we go. It, it, <laughs> it, it just puts some distance between us. We're you know drag everyone. We're down. both sitting on four and two, so uh, so yeah. I'm fighting for that sixth seed now. Yeah, I, I need I need you guys to have some decent competition and kind of just keep one one up in each other. Uh, so yeah, yeah, so I can run away with it. Um, We've got Kieran against uh, James, and they, these guys have not set their lineups yet. I guess it is quite early um, in the week for them to do so. Although I will, I will say obviously. So James, James has been hit by Pittsburgh and Dallas on by. Um, you know, no Dak, no Najee. Um, they would both be replaced, I assume, with Winston. Oh God, um, <laughs> and. Does he have a running back? Uh, it depends if Barkley's back, but I, I don't know if he will be. If Barkley isn't back, he will not have an RB2 or an RB1. No, Swift will be his RB1. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, doesn't, he doesn't have a backup. He does not have an RB2. Ooh. Okay, so that, that'll be interesting. Um, on the flip side, Kieran, you know, Kyler Murray, good matchup against the Texans. Um, Jacobs and Sanders running backs obviously both in that matchup Eagles versus um, Raiders um, Cooks we've talked about seems to be quarterback proof so he should you know put up another respectable game um, but again he's been hit by CD Lamb being out who would be replaced I assume by probably Henry Ruggs um, so I, th- I think this will be low scoring Honestly, could go either way, but I think obviously not having an RB two will probably hurt James a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's not going to be a not going to be a nice one. And then having kind of Winston back up, uh, Prescott, <laughs> replace Prescott's not not the ideal situation either. So um, 
Yeah, I think I might be leaning Kieran on this one, to be honest. Mm, yeah, uh, that's fair. I think, uh, I think he's got a good chance. It, again, it all depends on... I think a lot of it depends on uh, on the Ravens for James because uh, Hollywood Brown is a boom or bust player. He can easily put up yeah. 30-odd points if uh, if the game goes his way. Um, but but likewise, it's not uncommon to see him kind of sub-10. sub 10, So mm-hmm. it's going to be yeah. an interesting one. And finally, we've got uh, Rohan against uh, Elliot. And, uh, well, according to the predictor... That's a massive... Yes, 97% in favour of Elliot winning this one. Um, Which, yeah, Rohan loses Thielen, who has been a great player for him all season. So that's kind of a big loss. Uh, If... If we do get Barkley back, then uh, Booker is not going to be playing, and Booker is currently in Rohan's RB2 slot. Uh, so Rohan is going to have to stick someone in there to to back him up, and he doesn't have any decent RB options, really. Um, I guess you'd be looking at maybe at best Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman? Oof. Oh, God, that's a, that's a rough position to be yeah, in, start, not, starting Tevin Coleman. Not great. Um, Kyle Pitts can get subbed back in, though, uh, yeah. which which would be good and would definitely bolster. Oh, he's got Collins, sorry, for, for the Seahawks in his super flex yeah. spot, so he could move him up into RB2 and, and get Pitts in the... Pitts, Pitts in the flex, yeah, that's a good shot. Yeah. Um, yeah, so but Elliot has Derek Henry. Yeah, that's, that's all you need, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I can, I can see Henry putting up a hundred point game one day. Um, Aaron Rodgers as well, fantastic player. Hopkins will be playing for him. Godwin will be playing for him. Fant might keep up his uh, his run of form. Debo Samuel Debo. again, he he has an explosive tendency. Ryan Tannehill, the underrated QB, who's often. Uh, does better than expected. Yeah, I think it's an easy win for L this week. Unfortunately for Rohan, uh, completely he just agree. weapons at, at his disposal. So, uh, so yeah, I imagine Elliot will extend his lead and remain in number one. He'll probably go six and one. Uh, Tom and I, I guess this is a big game for us too, um, because it'll def- it'll determine who is uh, who is number two. Because I would beat Tom out on uh, points four by. Oof, uh, 130 points almost. Uh, 120 points maybe. Um, yeah, 130 points. I'd be ahead depending on how it goes. Mm. So I could slide into second if if Tom loses. Obviously, if you beat uh, if you beat Alex, that'll kind of keep him held back. Uh, sorry, it's Lewis, isn't it? Lewis against uh, Lewis against Alex. So that's that's another one that can put either of those into a sort of five and two position which again if I lose my matchup that'll slip me down even further than third so it's a big one for me this week um oh no sorry I was reading last week's uh yes me versus Alex Lewis and um yeah Lewis and Sam Lewis and Sam um yeah, so there's, there's some big big games. There's lots to play for still. That's why I, I know I started 0-5, but, you know, a, a, a win here, Rohan loses. I'm only a game out of the sixth seed, so I'm, I'm I'm certainly not out of it yet. No, that is that is very true. It's uh, it's all to play for. And, um, yeah, we've still got quite a long way to go. We're only on, you know, this, we're going into week seven, so we've still got another <laughs> nine games ahead. Which, uh, you know, it's, well, not quite nine, but... Um, but we're not too far off, not too far off mid-season, and and you know, for all we know, 
there could be some horrific injury to Derek Henry next week, and uh, that would <laughs> don't say that. No, I hope there isn't for for his sake. But um, you know, if if he has any desire to kind of take some personal time off, uh, you know, for then the next, go for it. You know, maybe the rest of the season just to just to take a break. I don't think anyone would yeah. mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's it's a big big set of games, and uh, yeah, it'll determine quite a lot, I think, for for us. Uh, going forward so it's an exciting one in the dynasty world uh, any final kind of thoughts or, or words of wisdom mm. or are we uh, are we are we no, all think... figured out on, on this one there's been a lot to discuss <laughs> yeah I think my, the only thing I'd say is obviously you know don't be like we said don't be too concerned about the bye weeks like we said if you are heavy on you know bills or cowboys Steelers, charges you know, if you get all your buys out the way with now, then, you know, you're going to be pretty solid for the rest of the season. So I wouldn't be too concerned. And like myself, don't worry too much if you have started badly. It is a long season. There's, there's still all to play for. Yeah. Good. Good. A little bit of encouragement there. I think... <laughs> I need it for myself. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's always hard to stomach a loss, but I feel like this week, if if you do lose, it's, you know... It, it's not as big a deal as it usually is. I think mm. we, a lot of us have have quite heavy odds stacked against us, so we just need to to muddle on through as best we can. And if That's if you it. grab the dub, then you know it's a it's a very nice week to to win. So um, mm. so good luck to everyone, and we'll see you on the other side. <laughs>